Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Extraordinary Talk Show. It's another Monday with me, Della Hill, and I am here to help you guys find more ways that you yourselves can be more extraordinary. Extraordinary meaning extraordinary, beyond ordinary, more than you were before, more than you are now. And hopefully today you are now more than you were yesterday because every day is growth, every day is change, and every day we get just a little bit better if we're letting ourselves do it. Today, I want to teach you about your thoughts. Last week, we talked some more about meditation, which I could talk about every week, and I kind of do, because it's so important and critical in helping you gain control over your thoughts. What you're doing when you're meditating is training your thoughts. And it's when you're meditating, it just happens automatically. Through the process of meditation, you learn how to control your thoughts, and your thoughts learn how to behave better so that they're easier to control. Now, that might seem kind of silly, but I know that you know there's times when your thought process is clearer. There are times when your thought process makes more sense to you. There's times when it's easy to solve problems. And then there's times when all of those things are not true. I want to teach you how your brain works a little bit and help you understand why it works so well sometimes and not so well other times. And a lot of this is connected to the brain state that you're currently in when you're thinking. And it's also connected to a lot of the chemicals in your brain, but even those chemicals in your brain and in your body that affect your thinking processes can be altered in the moment. You can change the chemicals in your body from this moment right now, one minute in the future. The chemicals that are in your body now can be entirely different in one to five minutes time simply by the way you hold your body, the way you breathe, and how you focus your thoughts. You can literally change your entire physiology, including the chemicals that are being released by your brain and your gut biome within a matter of minutes by changing your thoughts and your breathing. It's pretty fascinating, isn't it? So when your thoughts are in that limited space, let me give you an example. Haven't you ever had one of those times when somebody said something to you and you couldn't come up with the right response for them? until the next morning when you're in the shower. And the next morning when you're in the shower, you're like, oh, that's the best thing I could have said. Why couldn't I think about that then? We've all been there. Then there's the opposite. And this doesn't happen as often, generally, but it does happen. You have those moments where somebody says something and you're kind of in a relaxed state and you pop off a response. And it is the perfect response. Everybody laughs, they clap you on the back. They're like, that was a really good one. It was the exact perfect thing to say in that moment. And while everybody's laughing at you, you're kind of surprised yourself because you didn't even think of that thought before it popped out of your mouth. You didn't plan to say that. You don't know how you came up with that. And how is it that in the time that you really, really, really wish you could come up with the perfect thing to say, you never can? And yet in those moments where you're hanging out with your friends and you're relaxed and you're with the people that you don't need to try to impress, that's when the perfect answer pops out of your mouth without you even processing it. 
I know you know what I'm talking about because we've all had that happen to us. What's the difference between those two scenarios? I would love to explain. When you are in beta brain state, now remember beta brain state is the highest level where we think that we are the most alert in beta brain state. Alpha is a little bit lower. There's more relaxation in alpha than theta and delta, which is sleeping. The truth is, Alpha brain state is where we are when we are in fight or flight mode. When you're in fight or flight, your body is releasing chemicals like cortisol and testosterone. You're usually in some type of a fear state. There's something that is causing anxiety, tension, pressure, stress, and your body and your mind are actively responding to those things. Now, that doesn't mean that you're always panicked and running around, but don't you know that the stress levels of the average American are beyond crazy, that our stress levels are way higher than they were 50 years ago. Being an American today is stressful. Most Americans live in one one type, one level of fight or flight mode most of the time when they're awake. When you're in fight or flight mode, you can only be in beta brain space. Beta brain space is what we like to think is the most active and the most alert. However, that's actually where our thoughts are the most limited. When you are a little bit relaxed, when you're not feeling pressured, when you're not feeling stress, that's when you're able to relax. Your thoughts slip down a little bit out of beta into alpha, even if it's high alpha. But when you're in alpha you have, there's two big things that happen in addition to your body and your brain being more relaxed. One is it opens up your thoughts. You have more access to thoughts when you are in a lower alpha state versus a beta state. If you have ever had a panic attack or a severe depressive moment, and chances are you have, Because if you live in America today, we live a stressful life. We have a lot of factors that kind of encourage and even push us towards those states. It's really sad, guys, but it's true. And give yourself a break if you do or have experienced those times. When you are in that panic state or that super depressive state, you basically move all the way up, up, up to the top of beta. And if you think of, say, beta and alpha and maybe the others below, as a pyramid. Beta is at the very, very top of that pyramid. And what that means is that top capstone of that pyramid has less area for thinking. There's less, fewer thoughts literally available to you. As you're in that pyramid of your brain state, if you're in alpha, there's it's literally wider. If I'm making a pyramid with my hands, so if you're listening on the radio or through a podcast, you can't necessarily see it, but think about it. Making a pyramid with my hands, the very top of that triangle is where beta brain space is. That's where panic and anxiety reside. Also, when you're in that space, you do not have access to more thoughts. As you go down deeper in the pyramid, it becomes wider. Your thoughts relax, your body relaxes, your body chemistry changes And you literally have more access to available thoughts. That's why when you're in that moment of panic or extreme depression, you can't 
think about what would help. Even if somebody asks you, hey, what can I do? You don't know. In that moment, you don't know what would help. You don't know what would make things better. That's part of why it's so scary is because you don't even have access to the thoughts that will guide you to a better place. That moment of extreme panic and depression, it doesn't even have to be extreme. One person's extreme is another person's mediocre. But when you're in that moment, consider and remember your thoughts are limited. When you're in that place, you do not have access to a happy thought. And I know you know what I mean if you've been there. When you're in that moment of sadness and achiness and torrential depression, you do not have access to a happy thought. Your thoughts, it's like your thoughts are in a very, very small box and you only have access to the handful of thoughts that fit in that small box. What you have to do is move yourself down out of beta just a teeny tiny bit, move down closer to alpha, relax your brain just a little tiny bit, and know that there is a better thought out there, even if you can't find it right now. Remind yourself, I'm in high beta mind space right now. I'm experiencing a lot of anxiety and depression that can only happen in this brain space. And in this brain space, I do not have access to my full thoughts. I cannot think clearly in this situation because the way that my brain chemicals and brain function are working right now is I'm literally closed in. The thoughts that you have in that moment are like a packed ball of yarn. There's no access to anything outside of that and you can't even make sense of the jumble that you have. What you must do is reach for a better feeling thought. This is something that Abraham Hicks talks about a lot and I love this concept. Reach for a better feeling thought. And like I told you, when you're in that deep, deep moment of hopelessness and helplessness, you can't find happiness and joy. Don't try to. And give yourself a break because you can't. It's okay. But what you can do when you're feeling fear and despair is you can move up the scale just a little bit to insecurity and unworthiness. And I know that that sounds really, really weird. But insecurity and unworthiness actually feels just a little bit better than fear and depression and despair. Unworthiness is a better feeling than despair is. When you're in despair, you feel completely hopeless. Unworthiness, you feel unworthy, but there's at least a tiny sense of hope there that you don't have when you're in despair. And then from unworthiness, maybe you can move up to anger or revenge or hatred. But guess what? That is actually a better feeling thought. Now, there was a time in my life I never, ever, ever would have encouraged someone to go from being hopeless to being angry. But if you've experienced those two emotions, you know how powerless you feel, literally physically powerless when you're in that moment of complete hopelessness and depression. However, if you can move up that scale to anger, if you can get mad, don't you know sometimes how good it feels to be mad? 
Doesn't it fuel your body? Doesn't it give you energy? And all of those things are things that you didn't have when you were a couple steps lower in hopelessness and helplessness. Anger is a better feeling than hopelessness. And if you can go from hopelessness to anger, then maybe you can keep going up that scale. This is the emotional guidance scale as written by Abraham Hicks. And I want to read these steps from you for you so that you can get an idea of what the steps might be from that extreme low, getting up to high, keeping in mind that you're only going to jump a, a few at most of these steps at a time. And that is okay. You don't have to go from hopelessness to overwhelm and joy. In fact, it's impossible. Abraham Hicks says you can't get there from there because you can't. Those happy thoughts are literally not available to you when you are in a high beta brain state in fight or flight. What you can do is move up these steps. And let me read these to you. The very deepest is fear, grief, depression, despair, powerlessness. Do you feel the energy that is even in those words? Moving up. Insecurity, guilt, unworthiness. Because those things are better than what I said before. Jealousy, hatred and rage, revenge. Now, even those things still feel like they have so much hard energy in them that those are not loving words. And yet, anger and revenge is more loving than hopelessness and helplessness. Now, I'm not saying go get revenge. I'm not saying that. But if you can get from the hopelessness, helplessness to anger and revenge, you are moving up the scale. Congratulate yourself, my friends. Now keep going up. You're going to get to discouragement, blame, worry, and doubt. But doubt feels so much better than hopelessness. There's a big difference between hope, doubt, and complete helplessness. Continue to move up above disappointment, overwhelmment, frustration, irritation, impatience. And that's one of my favorites. On the scale, that is actually above halfway up the scale. If you're feeling frustration, irritation, and impatience, you are on your way up, my friends. Grab onto that frustration. Grab onto that irritation. Feel it. Figure out what it is that you're frustrated about. Why are you feeling impatient? What is holding you back and causing you to feel that way? And if you can get to those answers, great. But also, if you can't get to those answers, that's okay too. It's enough sometimes, it's enough always to ask the question and put that question out for the universe. The answer will come, maybe not right now, maybe not right this minute, but the answer will come and it might surprise you the form that it comes to you in. Continuing to go up, pessimism, boredom, even boredom. Because if you're actually naturally bored, you might be bored, but you're probably not angry. You're probably not hopeless. So boredom is a better feeling. From boredom, take one step up to contentment. The difference between boredom and contentment is sitting in a chair doing nothing and being annoyed about it or sitting in a chair doing nothing and feeling good about it. That's the only difference between boredom and contentment. 
hopefulness, optimism, we're getting near the top now, positive expectation and belief, enthusiasm, eagerness, happiness, passion, and at the very top, joy, appreciation, empowerment, and freedom. My whole point is to help you understand when you're in that moment where you are feeling unworthy or fearful or despair or whatever it is, keep in mind, you're not going to have a lot of thoughts available to you then. Try to pull this one back. Remind yourself, I don't have thoughts available to me right now. I cannot solve this problem because I have the same thoughts available to me now that I had when I began the problem. And we all know you can't solve a problem with the same thinking that created it. You have got to get your brain to a more expanded thinking place. And the way you do that is by finding a better feeling. Your thoughts might feel like a box, like they fit in the box the size of a wedding ring when you're in that moment. You feel compressed and compacted. And if, if you can move from hopelessness to anger and jealousy, that's up the scale. And that ring size box is going to move to maybe even a toaster size box. And that's how many thoughts you'll have available to you. Still not very many in the grand scheme, but it's a whole lot more than you had when you were at helplessness. Keep moving up the scale. And if you get up that scale and you get to anger and revenge, again, please don't take revenge. However, grasp onto that anger because the energy that holds that comes to you when you have that anger will give you so much more energy and motivation and encouragement than the absolute lack of energy that you have when you're at hopelessness and despair. Yes, I am telling you, grab onto anger because it will help pull you up to the next one, to the higher one, which might be doubt or worry. But doubt and worry feel a whole lot better than anger. And as you move from anger, now you've got your toaster-sized box of thoughts, and you move up to doubt and worry, you have a double toaster-sized box of thoughts, a small appliance. As you move up that feeling scale, how big your thoughts are, and big is only a term to help you make sense of it because you can't measure your thoughts in size. What I'm saying is, I'm trying to give you a metaphor for having more thoughts available to you. The more you move up that scale, that emotional guidance scale, the more you find a better feeling thought, the more your own thoughts will drop down from high beta to a lower beta down into alpha. And when you get into alpha, those scary thoughts really start to fade away. Those thoughts cannot exist in alpha brain space. Going back to that explanation of when you're hanging out with your friends and the right, awesome, perfect, funny thing to say always pops out of your mouth without you even thinking, that is because you are in a relaxed brain state. You're in alpha and you literally have access to greater thoughts, to more thoughts. Versus 
when you're in the room and that girl that you really, really want to impress is over there and some guy makes kind of a, a smart remark and you want to respond in a smart way too and you can't find the right answer until the next day in the shower, that is because in that moment you're in fight or flight, you're in beta brain space, you're so worried about saying the right thing, doing the right thing, pleasing that girl that you push your brain state up into beta and you don't have access to the thoughts that would impress that girl. The other thing that happens when you drop down into alpha brain state, this is the most beautiful thing. Not only do you have access to more thoughts, you have access to more intuition. And the deeper you're able to go into alpha and the better you're able to train yourself to listen and hear your intuition, the more of it you will get. Here's the secret, guys. When you're hanging out and somebody says something and you come back with the perfect response, that was your personality filtering in what your intuition was guiding you to say. One piece that's hard for some people to accept as they learn these things, as you learn about the depth and power of your own intuition, one thing that can be difficult is giving up a little bit of your own ego. Because I've acknowledged that when I come up with the perfect thing to say right in that moment, or maybe in the 25 minutes that I'm talking on the radio, that's not usually Della that came up with the perfect thing. When I think of Della, I think of the ego, my own ego. I love getting it right. I love saying the right thing. I love making people laugh. But you know what? That's my ego talking. And my ego is the one that's going to keep me in beta brain space. And the, my ego is going to keep me in fight or flight because my ego wants everything to be just right and is nervous and anxious about making everything right. On the other hand, my intuition doesn't care who gets the credit. My intuition can whisper the perfect joke to me and let the personality of Della filter it, form it, and spit it out my mouth. But I have to put my ego aside, really, and recognize that wasn't Della that came up with that. That was access to my intuition. It was my intuition that gave me that great guidance, that great funny thing to say, the perfect thing right in that moment. It wasn't Della. It was my intuition. And it can be difficult for someone who's learning this to, take, to give away credit for that. When you get that perfect joke and everybody in, in the room pats you on the back and laughs... You want to take credit for that. You want to feel, yeah, Della's pretty cool. Look at me go. And what I have to remind myself is the thing that I should be congratulating myself for in that moment is not so much what I said because that came from my intuition as much as it did from me. What I'm going to congratulate myself on in that moment is being in a place where I had access to my intuition, being in a relaxed alpha brain state, having trained myself to listen and recognize my intuition. So when those words come, I might not know when it comes out my mouth that it's not from me, that that's more my intuition than it is Della, but I do recognize it at some point. I can't even say usually because the truth is, guys, our intuition is speaking for us way more than we even realize. But if I'm going to congratulate myself in that scenario, I will take a little bit of pride and a little bit of pleasure in saying a good thing that got a great response. 
But more than that is recognizing that I was in the right place in my mind. I was managing my thought process and my mental state in that time in such a manner that I was relaxed and connected to my intuition and the right answer was able to come to me. The same thing can happen during tests. A lot of people have testing anxiety. And if you go in there in a beta brain state, you literally can't think of the answers that you studied the day before. However, if you can go in there in an alpha brain state, go in relaxed, you have all the information, all the knowledge in your head. It's a matter of relaxing your thoughts enough to have access to those thoughts. You can do this. I know you can because it's something that I'm learning to do and you can do it as well. Reach for a better feeling thought. Give yourself a break. You don't have to go from angry, hurt, pissed off to loving and joyful and passionate about everything and nobody that's really understanding expects you to. Remember, guys, I am not here to try and tell you what to think, but I am here to encourage you to think for yourselves. Thank you for joining me on the Extraordinary Talk Show. I'll be back next week.